Spring has sprung in the triad, and the Sharp team with Highlands Mortgage is springing into action to help you buy a new home. With the housing market heating up, the best time to act is now to get into a house by the summer. If you've been waiting to move or have questions about buying a home, you can rely upon the Sharp team to listen to your concerns, work proactively with you to find a loan that is right for you, and will take the very best care of you. Call the Sharp team today or just Google their website. When you're grilling on your new back patio or sipping tea on the front porch, you'll be very happy that you did. Get started with an email to our friend Ashley McKenzie Sharp, ashley at sharploans.com, A-S-H-L-E-Y at sharp, S-H-A-R-P-E, loans.com, ashley at sharploans.com. This is the Triad Podcast Network. We are talking real estate here on the Triad Podcast Network with our guy, Block A, Ginther. What's up, man? How how, how often... Thank you. How often do people make that joke with you from the Key and Peel sketch? Um, I would say it happens at least once a month. Sometimes once. Yeah, probably more than yeah. once. It's Blake. <laughs> and I'm gonna send your butt down to Oshag Hennessy's office. It's uh it's one of the greatest skits. I mean Substitute te- if you haven't seen it, substitute teacher sketch. There's two parts to it. Um just YouTube it. It's one of the that the um the all star game sketch with the different names on each team yeah Key and Peele's got some some all timers for its very relatively short run as a as a comedy sketch show but yeah substitute teacher block A get, look just just go look it up okay Blake speaking of YouTube um you recently I want to start with this you recently posted a video with your market update. By the way, your your video, your social game continues to be fire thanks to thanks to your son. Um, get deserves all the credit for that. He does. He doesn't. It's been a couple of weeks since we've done one. We're going to do one next week. Yeah. So, um, tell me, uh, tell me what the gist of your update was in terms of, uh, we're here getting late in the spring. We're, we're getting close to summer. We're near Memorial day. So we're close to summer, but what's the, what's the market update that you've been sharing with people? I'm, I am attempting to help them understand that less, sh- less sales when they hear the market is down in our as it pertains to winston right as it pertains to the triad the market is only down for realtors <laughs> the market is only down in the sense that there are less sales right mm-hmm. less homes are selling um but we still don't have enough new construction going on we still don't have enough building we still don't have enough people selling therefore the inventory keeps shrinking so the market isn't down uh for sellers who own a home it, the, in fact they have probably gained equity in their home since a year ago which is crazy because the market was definitely hotter a year ago but if you owned a home if you bought a home last year for two hundred thousand dollars chances are you and by the way you that house is probably listed at like 160 ish for Mm -hmm. you if you bought it last year to for 200 yep you would probably be able to sell that same home today for 225. yeah that's a 10 return in a year yeah. And that is really, really strangely good for the triad. And people go, well, that's got to slow down. And I don't disagree. That I am a little surprised that you could, if you bought a home for 200000 last year, you could probably sell it to this year. Yeah. Worst case scenario is 210, worst case scenario. But realistically, 
220 ish. Um, so um, <laughs> that's that's uh, that's just to say that the low inventory still keeps moving the needle north. And and we were talking about before we hit record. I think the most challenging part of real estate is hard assets are supposed to be a lower return, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, gold, silver, real estate. These are lower hanging fruit, low return type of investments. Yeah. And they're not stocks. No, they're not. They're, there's, they're uh, less incredibly less volatile things. So they should bring a, a slow and steady return and an over mm -hmm. history over the last century, they brought a 4% return. Now they've been bringing for almost three years in a row, double digit returns in yep. our market. And the reason is, in my opinion, we were artificially suppressed for 12, not artificially. I mean, I, I, some of it was artificial, but um, in the sense that there were a lot of bad loans wrote, uh, written back in 06, that 40506, that that made uh, uh, a crisis of the other capacity, right? Too many houses, too many people were buying, and then all of a sudden we had oversaturation, and then 12, 13 years in a row of suppressed home valuation. Mm. So I think it's interesting if we if we could draw a graph, and and people have done this, right? Where you draw a graph of where it should be, if that never happened. If 040506 didn't go in bananas and then cause this massive decline yeah. and then and we're about where we should be now. Yeah. The 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 we took a road that we didn't think we were going to take, but we probably ended up still reaching the same destination. And I, I guess, you know, I want to say that like volatility of the stock market, if you left your money in there, there's so many slides around the fact if you put a million dollars in the stock market and you left it there for 30 years chances are right you would average about eight to ten percent yep and you would have doubled your money every eight or nine years tops 10 worst case scenario 10 years and you would have worst case scenario double your money with compounding interest yeah you would have essentially one million by the way i just did this exercise one million at eight percent Fast forward 25 years and you're at 10 million. Yeah. You know, um, I saw this, uh, I saw something, I think it was on, I think it was on TikTok. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not on TikTok, but I saw this video from somewhere. Maybe someone posted on Twitter, but it originated on, Twi on TikTok. And th this, this describes the power of compound interest. Yeah. And I know we're not in a compound interest podcast. I get that. However, Here's a question for you, Blake. You have a choice. I can give you a million dollars today, or I can give you one penny and double it each day over the next 30 days. Which do you take? So I know this exercise because it's uh -huh. actually in a class uh, yeah. that I've taken. And if you've not, if you don't know, if you've never been told this. You're gonna pick the million dollars, correct? Every time because you're like, it's a it's a penny. How much can it possibly grow? And and it can with compounding interest. If you double it every day, mm -hmm. it for is thirty worth, days. For thirty days, it is worth more than a million dollars. I think it's worth. I think it's worth over two million dollars. Yeah. Yes. They uh. The, there's a fable around that, right? Um. 
and I think that's what how it came to be in our class and that I yeah and and I remember being like that is cool and that cool yeah it is so cool and and I think that it's funny like here I am talking about a million in the stock market it sounds like you're I'm selling stocks over real estate and I'm in a bunch of text threads with realtors who don't even invest at all in the stocks right they don't they they're all all in on real estate and they own a bunch of houses and buildings and and don't have anything in the stock market and i'm like well that's silly because i think we all know that diversification is the key to life in like in humans in money in everything yeah and and i think it's the same uh in in as it pertains to real estate uh absolutely everybody should if they, if they're able to they should own an investment property or two or 10. And, and if they're able to, first and foremost, they should own a home, right? And that and that is, I think, the, the American dream that hopefully everyone seeks and can, can attain. Um, it is not going to bring you, and nor should it bring you, the return of people who max out their 401k or do SEP IRAs and like have company matches and yada, yada. That's a totally different thing. And I, I think the word that we we before we clicked record, and I feel like I'm definitely rambling this podcast. I apologize, everyone. The word is disconnected. I loved that word. I was reading a financial advisor's um, email this morning, mm -hmm. and he said he feels like the market. That's the word of 23. Is the market is disconnected? When you say market, what are you referring to? He was referring to the stock market. He's referring to the to, to stocks, bonds, right? E economic, economically, his industry, right? Yeah. As a financial advisor, yes, yeah. And I would say that that's not dissimilar to real estate. Okay, and and it's disconnected because of people's perceived realities are often way out of are not are not the real situation how so, much are national headlines to blame for that because going back to what you said at the very beginning is i get frustrated i'm not even in the business when i see a headline that says home sales are down across the u.s like that's not that's that is that is meant to be clickbait that is meant to send a certain message yeah but it, it it's the way people are inferring that is the opposite of what it actually of, of of what's actually going on home, the number of home sales has never been an indicator of the health of a real estate market it it isn't and honestly to be completely clear <laughs> that is a realtor problem only <laughs> and lender i mean there's all the in, all the professions that rely on real estate so uh we we were joking one of our buddies owns a home inspection company his sales are going to be down this year. My sales are going to be down this year. Lending banks and lenders are going to be down this year. There will be less sales this year by somewhere between minimum 20. Realistically, so far, it's it's 27 or so percent in our area. Yeah. And and um, consumers, honestly, most of y'all shouldn't care and shouldn't even like think about that as it pertains to you because it doesn't really impact you unless yeah. you're in one of those professions it doesn't impact you because your home value is still going the way it needs to. It is locally in North Carolina. And this is, this is going to be like, I'm, I feel like if you're hearing this and you're like, gosh, this, I feel like he says the same thing every time, but I might, but it's because we continue to grow 
um, people continue to move more move here than leave. Yep. We are in a growth state. Um, the triad in particular is still a massively affordable compared to Charlotte and Raleigh. You know, we are, we are a lot more. I mean, we've, our cost of living has almost doubled in the triad uh, in the last three or so years. I mean, it's, it's definitely gotten more expensive in the triad, but we are still incredibly cheaper, mm-hmm. than, much more affordable than Raleigh and Charlotte. Correct. And we're less than 90 minutes from both airports, right? So it's uh, both center center cities, essentially. So I um, I think that's why I loved that word when I read disconnected, because I do think that um, it's totally understandable why people are struggling economically. We keep hearing a recession, not a recession. We keep hearing a dip, an economic dip, slide, maybe. slide, yeah. whatever softer version of recession we want to say right. is coming. Uh, GDP was definitely significantly down in Q1, less than it was in Q4. And I, and people are predicting that it will be uh, in the negative again, mm-hmm. much like it was last year in Q2. So um, all, but none of that impacts our, if you own a home, it still probably doesn't impact you. Really what you should do is when you drive around town, um, you'll start to notice the real estate market is softening if you see just tons of new construction happening, right? If you see tons- That's of, the only way to increase inventory. In our, yes. And and unfortunately- Or the best way. I won't say the only way, but it's it's the most effective way. And I don't, I don't want to get all political, but but the government did get too involved in. Um, uh, I want they got involved in in deregulating. It got us into a problem. Um, so I'm not I'm not proposing uh, into the begin with. Oh four oh five oh six was a lot of deregulation in the '90s that got us into that problem. Then they overregulated, that <clears throat> overcorrected, and and we went negative for a decade. Um, I think that the one way that the government could help, uh, and I've said this a while now, is instead of giving, um, instead of giving out assets or or cash, um, they could help with building. They can make it easier for builders and specifically financially incentivize through tax breaks, builders to build in price points that they don't want to build in. Yeah. Because yeah. you drive around town and you're not going to see a lot of new construction under 350. It's all happening in the in, in where they know that they can get above that. Yeah. Yep. And you got to go out into the to the rural pockets of our area to find new construction in the three low yeah. these opportunities. Yep. Yeah. Quick break from the show to get serious for a moment. In my serious voice. For real though, it's time to get serious about your financial future. It's never too early, but it could be too late to get started. And that's oftentimes the hardest part, getting started. How much do I save? Where do I invest? Do I save for college or retirement? How much for each? And who do I talk to about it all? Okay, we'll keep things simple for now and help you answer the last one. We recommend you begin with a local financial advisor. And that's Jennifer Johnson of Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. She'll sit down with you for a complimentary introductory consultation and go over all of your questions. Get started on the path to achieving your financial goals. Visit 3magnoliasfinancialadvisors.com or call 336-701-1600. Get comfortable with your financial future. 
Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. Retirement, financial planning, and investments. Securities offered through Satara Advisor Networks, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. Three Magnolias Financial Advisors and Satara Advisor Networks are not affiliated. Satara is under separate ownership from any other named entity. People really need to make sure that they're looking at the right data and getting the right information. And, and we say it all the time, like, don't buy into what you see in the national headlines, what you might see come across your, your email news feeds, all that kind of stuff. I mean, if, if you're a homeowner, now, like you said, if you're a realtor or you work in a business that is affected by the number of home sales, like like you mentioned, our our buddy who owns, let, let's just go ahead and plug them, Home Team Inspection Services. Yeah, I mean, love they're, Drew. They're, they're a friend. Yeah. He's, he's doing this charity. We're, you know, I'm wearing a t-shirt. People probably won't see me, but I'm wearing a, my community red day t-shirt as we're, as I'm about to go out after this yeah. to the food bank. Uh, so pr- absolutely. We should plug. Yeah. Yeah, Drew, absolutely. Yeah. He, he's an okay guy, but his, his business yeah. is great. His yeah. business is great. Yeah. He's just, <laughs> he's um, but if you're, but if you're a consumer, like you mentioned, if you're a homeowner, so what if home sales are are down? It doesn't affect you. Your your value is doing what it's supposed to do. That's healthy. You know, you're you're in a good spot. So, yeah. So let let's talk about this then, Blake. Let's say there there are people out there that say, yeah, I know I need to own a home. I know I'd like to own a home. I want to. I'm not interested in getting into, into a bidding war that's going on in, in a lot of these places or, or paying a certain percentage above asking. Like I shouldn't have to do that, so I'm just going to keep waiting it out. Um, tell us your reaction to people thinking like that. Man, that's the toughest one. Uh, it really is. And I think I remember doing a podcast, uh, doing this podcast with you like over a year ago. It might have been a year ago, but it, it feels like longer <laughs> where I said I advised people to wait. And then a year later, I was so disappointed with my advice to those people to wait Mm. because a year later, a bubble did not burst and everything was double digit more expensive. And and more importantly, interest rates had gone up and so or were going up. And so their buying power was going down as everything was going up. I think most people have adjusted uh, to interest rates. They're going to be living in the upper fives, low sixes. Mm-hmm. for the foreseeable future, like probably a long, long time. And I think most of the consumers have adjusted. Again, real estate professionals, both lenders, lawyers, uh, real you know, real estate attorneys, uh, um, agents for sure. We whine about it, but the consumers have adjusted. And, and I think that for that reason, what, I, what I'll tell those people is if you keep waiting, you are just not going to like what you find 6, 12, 18 months down the road. You're not. Why is that? Because inventory is not going to get fixed. The government isn't handing out checks to builders to build less expensive homes. The government isn't getting like their only tool and the only tool they're utilizing at this point is is was has already been done. Right. Right. They raised the rates and that did slow the buyer pool, but not enough um, to, to they slowed that demand, but not enough to help the supply. They only fixed half the equation. And the other half of the equation is not going to get fixed in the triad unless we get a massive recession, right? If Unless we get a big recession, um, which no econ- economist believes is coming. We keep, they don't, they don't even want to use the R word, right? They don't want to talk, forget massive recession. They don't even want to talk about recession. They're saying, yeah. well, eventually it's going to slide. Eventually there's going to be a dip. Um, so all I'll say, Adam, is that like, 
a, people who think that way and, and agents, there are agents who are advising that it's not good advice. It's yeah. not. And, and to rates, wait, the, 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 the advice to wait is not good advice. It's not. And, and, and not, not longer than like, I told a client to wait until this summer, not because of values, but because I felt like by July, late July, there'd be less competition. I, I, I was crystal clear with her. Values aren't going to be down in July. Right. You're just going to probably have less competition in July than you do in May. And so that's totally reasonable if you don't want to. But if you don't want to get in a bidding war, oh, man, if you're buying less than probably five hundred, six hundred thousand dollars in Forsyth County and you don't want to get a bidding war, you better be be prepared to buy something that needs a lot of work. And uh, and is probably a good bit overpriced. Which is still yeah. happening. Agents are still getting a little ambitious with some of their pricing. And, you know, it, it, so there's still some houses that have had to been reduced and um, no one's uh, perfect, right? There's still some overbidding and that that comes down. But bottom line is you need to understand that there's less competitive markets at time of the year. Typically, the last six months of the year is, is there will be less competition. I say that every year. And it's true. But that doesn't mean that there won't be more than one of you, yeah. Around, right? Instead yeah. of double-digit offers, there might be two or three. Are we still looking at people having to do four, sometimes five figures of due diligence money? For sure, four figures. Yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, and that's tough. If you're a first-time homebuyer, you know, bam, you're putting down a grand, two grand, three grand, four grand, five grand, or more, depending on where it is. Mm -hmm. um, but I would say we're no longer averaging $10,000 due diligence, which was insane to think that that was the average. Yeah, um, We're probably closer to averaging five, which is still very high for our mm -hmm. market. Um, yeah. You know, but put it in perspective, Charlotte and Triangle are, are averaging more than that, a lot more than that. Yeah. They're, it's insane over there. It's still very high. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's, that's good advice. So don't wait. If 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 you're thinking that you can get something at a better price by waiting, that's not going to happen. But like you said, maybe what could happen if you wait from now until July is maybe you're just going up against fewer bidders. Right. That's yes, for sure under 300 or 325. And this is true every year. Like literally the under 325 market for some reason Q1 and beginning half that first half of Q2 that's it peaks. It yeah. peaks in like April, May, early May. And then typically the higher price point executive, larger family price point um, in our area, three to five. Um, it's funny. These ranges all used to be lower, but yeah. you know, the three to six um, really is um, it probably peaks around school letting out like early yep. May to like, you know, mid June, late so, June. Yep. Is becomes the higher price point move. Yeah. Okay. Uh last thing I want to ask you about. This is something that I, I saw not too long ago, actually, on the day of our recording. And um, so you didn't know I was going to ask you about it. So if this is something you're not able to to share more information on, then I can just edit it out. That's the beauty of this. <laughs> like um, it. you know, I'm a uh I, I I try to support as much as you guys do. So I get emails from you with monthly newsletters and all sorts of other stuff and, you know, helpful information. Um, 
I got an email today that said, uh, see updated estimate, and then it had my address on it. And, you know, I, I knew where it was coming from. And so I went into it, looked at it. And when I, when I pulled it up, it showed, you know, kind of a dashboard, an owner dashboard. And it said, here's your home estimate. Um, here's the trends of, of your home value. Here's your potential equity based on where your estimated mortgage might be. Um, and then it shows like recent home sale. It's, it's a really nice analysis with cops and all. Like, can you tell me more about this? Because this is a pretty cool thing to keep track of and, and very comprehensive. So um, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up. Yeah, we bought, this is a technology that we purchased. Um, okay. And and no, we did not invent it. I wish. <laughs> uh, my buddy up in Cleveland is a part of who invented it. Um, and it's it's an it is an edit editable, um, not something you eat. Not eat, yeah. <laughs> uh, product that um that allows you home home evaluation program. And and what what sets that apart is a lot of the home valuations you cannot edit. Right. It, it, your value is done by a, a an automated artificial intelligence thing and it be what it be. Um, we are able to go in and add new comps, say, actually they have a two car garage. This is a one car. We're allowed to, and, and it, it is truly meant to be a communicative thing. If somebody says, Hey man, I think my, my home is, might be a little low. Uh, you know, can you look into it? We, we absolutely can. And, and sometimes could it be high? I don't know. Maybe. Um, probably not. <laughs> probably not in our current environment. Um, I anticipate more people being like, man, I thought we had more equity. Is this, you know, email me, text me, Blake, is this right? Uh, and then I can look at it and go, actually, I think, um, let me go in and look at what some of these comps. Actually, yours is, has a nicer kitchen. You remodeled your bathroom. You know, we can do those things and, and adjust. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, I, I really like it. And like you said, it's not pressuring anybody into anything. Yes, it does have a link where you can contact them and it has information of hey, if you if you want more information or want to talk about what what's there, but I just I think as as somebody who is a client of of yours, um we're not in a we're not necessarily looking to sell, but it's just like hey, just keeping you updated on where your equity's at, what's your value at, uh, make sure you've got all your up-to-date information with us on your home so that um if you ever get to that point this you're you're basing on all of this. So I think there's a lot of people who bought five years ago that have way more equity than they're aware of. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. And, and they should probably get a home equity line of credit opened. And that's the thing yeah. we talk about all the time. Just open it. Don't use it. Just open it. And you never know if if something throws a curveball at you or an opportunity strikes uh, and you have a couple hundred thousand dollars of equity. Um, to to tap into, especially something that can then get amortized six to six to twelve months later, and you can pay off said equity line. It you know it's just another tool, another tool. Yeah, I like it. I, I thought it was great. Um, so thank you. I, there's there's not a lot of things that I get in my inbox where I'm like, thank you for sending me that. That's cool. This, but this was one of them. So that's yeah. awesome, man. I thank you for saying that because I you know we did it wasn't an inexpensive purchase. But if I felt like it was a great tool for us to be able to communicate with our, I, uh, you, you have my you have my uh, recommendation on it. So awesome, thank you. <laughs> it's, <Yeah>. it's published. <laughs> my buddy, my buddy who who came up with that um, uh, up in Cleveland is a great dude. Uh, runs a great real estate team, and um, it's been 
really a great tool for him to stay in touch with his people and for them to, um, you know, say, hey, is this right? This feels low or this feels high. Uh, should I should I should go get an equity line. I have way more than I thought or yeah. or challenge it. Maybe maybe it's wrong. Maybe it's too low. Yeah. Well, I think this would hopefully dovetail in nicely with our next conversation, which we're going to try to get Ashley McKenzie Sharp with the Sharp Mortgage team. She's another terrific sponsor of ours on the, on the network. Um, and ask the question of, hey, what if I discover I have $200,000 of equity in my home? What, what, what should I do? What are some options? Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. She's, she's filled with a lot of options for people. And there are a lot of people who go, what if I really do want to move, I'm really in pain in my home, but I don't want to, I'm struggling with the thought of, of, of yeah. paying two to three times the same interest rate. She's had some really cool nuggets as to how to get a, around that initial pain and, um, and still make the move. And, and if people hear nothing of this, um, all the people who are listening to this and renting, um, I just want to say rental rates continue to climb faster yeah. than home. Yeah. And, and I don't feel good about that. I'm not saying that in a um, any kind of braggadocious way. I'm sick because I mean, it's, it's why would I? It's it's just it's a reality. And I think that if people are waiting for the market to calm down, man, I just feel like they're not going to like what they find a year or a year. And yeah. Now. Yep. Totally agree. Okay. Well, uh, I want to get you out of here so you can get to the the food bank, continue with this amazing day that you guys have the your red day, annual red day with the Ginther group and a tremendous way for them to give back to our local community and the second harvest food bank. Um, so before we get you out of here though, tell the folks how they can find you. Um, online, email, phone, all the all the the ways all, to get all the ways. In touch. At, yeah, so at uh, theginthergroup.com. Go to theginthergroup.com. Hit us up at 283-8689, 283-8689. and uh, I believe we are the Ginther Group um, on YouTube, where you can see my son and I singing. All right, Block A Ginther. Appreciate it, man. Hey Dubs, as always. <laughs> Hey, thanks for listening to this episode on the Triad Podcast Network. Our mission is simple. Provide information, advice, and stories about the people and places that make the North Carolina Triad such a great place to be. You can find us by searching Triad Podcast Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much wherever you like to listen. If you like what you heard and want to support the show and those that contribute, we would truly appreciate a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. It helps spread the word along, as do your shares on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Triad Podcast. To get in touch with us, simply email info at triadpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. This is the Triad Podcast Network.